back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics and you get sports and it's going to be a double dose today we weren't originally going to talk sports but when one of the craziest insane four overtime happen days in the national hockey league happens we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to come on and talk about it so uh we're, we're gonna start off with a little bit of sports talk here and then i'm gonna bring on rob and kevin and we're gonna talk some trailers but for now we have a very special guest. Dart Guy is here to talk with a. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's Craig Needles. Craig Needles is here. How's it going, Craig? Dart Guy is on literally every show other than this one. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely true. Was he on yours today? No, he was not on my show today. He was on a bunch of other shows, though. Good. Way to, way to show a little back. I'm not a fan of Dart Guy. Where do you stand on Dart Guy? Um, I, I am a fan of Dark Guy. I mean. Um, I just, I, I don't know, it's, uh, like, he's he's there, he's, he's, he's minutes, dressed right? out, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, you know, by the time this series is over, Dark Guy's not going to be thinking more, and that's fine. Well, I'm actually worried that Dark Guy's going to have an extended life if uh, if the Leafs manage to keep this little train they got rolling. I'm, I'm, if Dark Guy becomes a sort of good luck charm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about that, because I guarantee he's going to be at Game 4, and, like, they had him, there. was he in the press box for Game 3? He was somewhere in the rink. Yeah, but he, he was definitely there because I saw him hanging out with like Tim and Sid afterwards, so uh, or before the game at because uh, they were doing a live hit from was that Maple Leaf Square or yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park or whatever they happen to call it, depending on who's playing. Um, so wow, a- absolutely insane. How much of yesterday did you watch besides the Leafs? Because I know you watched the Leafs wire to wire. Or... I did watch the Leafs wire to wire when uh, they were in commercials. I would have the Senators on picture in picture. Um, and I watched the first period of the uh, Calgary and Anaheim situation, and I went, when I went to bed, it was 2 nothing Blackhawks, and you know, I had to get up early in the morning to do radio. There was a time in my life when I would be able to stay up for all those games and then get oh, up yeah. early, but I can't. I, I'm too old now. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I, I missed the end of the Calgary, uh, the Calgary game, and I missed the end of the uh, Nashville versus Chicago game, but... Uh, uh, both pretty good. I'm in the same boat as you. I, I had a 6 a.m. call time, so I, I missed Ducks Flames. But I, I stayed up for Blackhawks Predators, and I am so glad that I did because, good lord, I mean, oh, the, I the two nothing for the Hawks, backs against the wall. The Predators come back and and they just they get they get that overtime goal deep in the first overtime. Um, we're looking pretty good. I don't I don't want to. I'm gonna knock on wood that. Uh, it doesn't fall apart, but we're looking pretty good with our Predators in six prediction so far. Now that they're up three nothing, your uh, your first round's looking okay. Mine, uh, I guess you know what, I, mine mine's looking pretty good too. I'm gonna miss Calgary Anaheim, but I, I might mm-hmm. get, and the only other one I might miss, uh, or at least the only one I'm losing right now would be the Toronto Washington series. I'd yeah. be happy to miss that one. So that's <laughs> exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Uh, so let's talk Ducks Flames because I want to save the big enchilada for for last. Let's talk Ducks Flames. Um, Ducks are up three nothing after the Flames. Uh, would you call it a collapse last night? With, with yeah, I think 4-1? it's yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as a different four one collapse. I can think yeah. of, but it was still bad. 
Yeah, so per- and Corey Perry, you know, stuff like that can't happen to a nicer guy, especially after he was acting like a dick, punching guys for no reason after he dropped his own stick on, on the Flames bench. And, yeah. you know. Hey, that's like, someone said, I forget who it was on Twitter now, and I would, but basically, uh, um, the Flames can complain about Corey Perry all they want, but they basically have next Corey Perry and Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's basically, that guy's basically on their roster. Yeah. London, all the way down to which junior team they played exactly for. Exactly, yeah, they, London Knights <laughs> represent, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, great stuff. And who is the, uh, kind of the most dirtbaggy guy in the Leafs right now as far as the way he plays? And I love him, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that particular individual. <laughs> because he also played for the London Knights. Yeah, has... <laughs> In my opinion, Nazem Kadri has been the best player in that series by a country mile. Do you, do you agree or disagree with that statement? I would submit Jake Gardner for the record. Jake Gardner's not bad. I'll, I'll agree, but it's just Gardner's not doing the dirty stuff that, that like Kadri is. Anytime he's right. on the ice, he's doing something right he's now. He's causing trouble. Yeah, he's, he's, and, and scoring goals. and, and just, yeah, I, I, just, I think he's been the best series, and I know uh, Matthews has been good, even though he, he only has the one goal so far, but he's... William Nylander had 76% possession in Game 3. Yes. Oh, man, he was damn good. <laughs> Which is stupid to even say out loud. But uh, 76% of the shot attempts uh, uh, when William Nylander was on the ice, 5-5 five and five in Game 3, were uh, directed at Brayden Holtby as opposed to Frederick Anderson. <laughs> so that's something. And Holtby, man, I place exactly 0% of the blame so far in this Leafs Capital Series on Braden Holtby. I can't think 0%. of a single one where I'm like, oh, we should have had that one. Yeah. He's, he's, and he is making crazy saves too. Like, yeah, like, and maybe he got tricked a little bit on the Capitan overtime winner. Maybe he like that oh, was just a great play. By, but that was a great pass. Yeah, but there's no way you expected Brian Boyle to make that pass. If Brian Boyle's going to turn into Wayne Gretzky for one brief play, then I'm sorry, Brian. Like Braden Holtby can't be held responsible for that particular moment, right? Yeah, that's fair to say. But uh, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Leafs Cavs in a second. Let's finish with the the Ducks thing. I'm sorry I brought up Nelson Kadri. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Perry obviously been playing like Corey Perry, but uh, the Ducks were just better down the stretch mm-hmm. there in a pretty significant way. But here's the thing that obviously turned this thing around is Elliot was not very good. No. And some of those goals, uh, I'm Ooh, sure. He tried to catch without getting his body in front of it. Like, yeah. he, like he was trying to catch like he was a shortstop or something like that. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Oh. Not a little. So that was that situation. Uh, yeah, Elliot just was not good, and, and the Flames are down 3 nothing now, and that's going to be it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him, especially when they got to win two in a building where they haven't won in, what is it, almost 30 tries now? And it's not like that's a building where they go there once a year, right? Like, they go there a couple times. Should be able to yeah. at least fluke a victory at some point, right? Yeah, and they're due to do that, and they will eventually. But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They they have to beat the Anaheim Ducks four consecutive games. I don't care where you're playing the games. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. They're, 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 uh, the odds of them doing that are, are quite low. Senators Bruins, that has been a wildly entertaining series that really? I did, that I didn't think would be. To be honest with you, I thought this would. I thought there, this would be a lot of ugly hockey, but it has been some great hockey between these two teams. Yeah, really good. Um, I think that you could submit. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I is Eric Carlson the third best player in the league right now? Uh ooh. I like is, is I, yeah, McDavid maybe. Crosby could, ahead of him, and that's it. Yeah, you could certainly make the argument. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's you been could. really, really good in this series. Yeah, he's like, just I don't been, have... he's he's at another level. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but I think just off the top of my dome, you could absolutely make that make that argument. Yeah, I'd feel pretty good about making that argument that he's the third best player in the league. Um, he's been just unreal in the series, unreal, and that's something that we talked about on the the, the playoff preview podcast. Whereas, who is is this going to be decided by the studs on both teams, specifically the Bergeron line and Carlson? Or the depth, which for both teams is not particularly great, but the Bergeron, Lennon, Carlson are amazing. Um, and it looks as though it might be decided by the studs because when they manage to get Carlson away from the Bergeron group, but even when he's against the Bergeron group, Carlson has been uh, really, really good. But when he's away from Bergeron, oof, mm-hmm. uh, Ottawa has been dominating. And he was making those lob bomb passes the other night, and it has been. It was something else. Uh, I obviously was watching that game on picture and picture a lot of it, but uh, watched the highlights afterwards. And yeah, Carlson was uh, was something else. He's been great. That he's been why that series has been uh, entertaining. And I would think that's something that's going to continue. Um, I think that the Senators are going to win this series mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons. One of which being Boston's blue line is just so badly banged up. Yeah. But I think that's something that's going to happen. I say this every year, to you anyway, but I'm going to say it on what I think is the pod for the first, maybe second time, but I think this is the first time I'm going to say this on the pod. The time was four years ago for Bob Cole to hang it up. And he's still going. <laughs> and it's it's a shame because I don't know, like that Mark Hoffman goal last night, I don't know if you caught it, Craig, that first one, that was one of the all-time great postseason goals just individual efforts on a postseason goal yeah because you got that bomb pass from carlson yeah. you got the nice little forsberg olympics d it yeah. was pretty good and and the call was awful just awful because the play was so fast like basically hoffman received that bomb pass that that you mentioned skated for about 10 feet did the move scored and was celebrating before Bob Cole even said Mark Hoffman's got the pass and and then it was and he, God man it's just I I it's a shame because he's he's the greatest voice in the history of this game and he is just he just doesn't have it anymore that's this this that's absolutely it. he just doesn't have it and it, it's it's a shame and and I I I really wish he would he would hang it up or just do. Just do regular season games because I I don't think we should be we, we should have Bob Cole calling playoff games. I don't know where you stand on this. Um, I think that Bob Cole his voice and the rise and fall in his voice is still mm-hmm. as good as just about anybody. I used to that feel I the same way. With. Yes, I used to feel the same way as he was like, oh my gosh, he's he's selling his legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. The, the legacy is just the legacy. So yeah. Yeah, that 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 to me is uh, that that to me is, is got to be the way it is. Um, it's just he's his legacy is not sullied. He's just going to continue to do these games for as long as he can. And I still think that when he's operating at peak efficiency, which doesn't happen very much anymore, but he's still the best there is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm being too harsh on him, obviously, but I mean, it's just. I mean, when he's calling the play, it's all right, even though he can't get the like the individual player names all right. But like, he still has that, like his voice still raises the moment. It's just when those bang bang plays happen, like the like that Mark Hoffman goal, where it was just man, that was an incredible moment that should be in highlight, you know, reels for years to come. 
and it's just the call wasn't there, right? And it and yeah. it's just yeah, little mo- but you know, know what like you know, he his best though when he's you know and you still hear oh, listen to this crowd yeah oh, oh yeah he's good. like you know when he when he when he when, yeah. he, when he's giving you that like yeah everything is happening and yeah, stuff yeah yeah like that. And that, yeah that that's great I love that it really um, yeah, it is. And and obviously, like, and, and I, I think it's it's going to be people of a certain generation. Like, you know, if that, you think back to when you're watching hockey and you're a kid, and he was the uh-huh. voice that was that was attached to it. It's uh, there, there's something there, there's something there. So oh, absolutely, I, uh, I I I I'm fine with Bob Cole doing these games. I get what you're saying. Like, is it selling the legacy? And yeah, maybe. But the the legacy's the legacy's been sullied. Mm-hmm. So let's just have him doing these games. And if you ask me, would I rather him or Jim Houston? And I have no problem with Jim Houston. Some people hate him, but I think he's fine. Um, Jim Houston? I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how you could have strong opinions on him either way. Yeah. Well, I think he's... I think he's... I think he's you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think he's a fine announcer. Right? And, and there's... But yeah, he doesn't do anything that, that, that sets, him, sets him apart from anybody else. But he doesn't do anything yeah, and, that and there's would nothing make wrong not with want to hear him. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you you don't get in the way of the game, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you ask me, hey, would like let's say the Leafs get in the second round, who would you want doing the series for Rogers? I I I, I would ask for Bob Cole. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 how I feel. Yep. yep. So let's get into the big one: the Leafs. On the strength of a Tyler Bozak goal, now hold a 2-1 lead with Game 4 in their building over the President's Choice Trophy winners, who are just booking, just booking for another collapse. Now, that said, the do, as a Leaf fan, do you have your backup at all worrying about you know, the, about the Leafs getting your hopes up here at all? Uh, no, because this is still a gravy series. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've had an incredible season no matter – if they lose the next three, they've had this incredible season and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. I think I, – like, I don't know if they're going to win this series, but the Leafs have been the better team. Yes, they have. They have been the better team in this series. Three, three. I, I, they, they've absolutely been the better team. Three games in, and I mean, I, they've all been three overtime games. But uh, I just, man, the Capitals had that five on three yesterday. That is a foot on the throat moment. Where if you're the, and I've I've watched a few Presidents Choice teams in, in my day. Like the the Avalanche won a couple of Presidents Choice trophies, and and we played against like the the red, you know those those dynamite Red Wings like the Yasmin Fedorov Red Wings teams when they won those old Dallas Stars teams with Madonna and Hull and those teams when they got up to on 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 the weak first round opponent they stepped right on their throat and twisted and they had that the Capitals had that five on three and the Leafs killed it off and 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 scored like not two minutes after that bolstered by that if you believe in momentum that was one of those momentum moments right there. Yeah, that was certainly a big one. Kevin Chattenkirk um, missing that a few times. No, it was uh, the the Leafs. I think, uh, with the exception of a few little stretches in the second period of Game Three, were, were better through most of Game Three. They were better through most of Game Two. Um, they were definitely better in Game One. They just yeah, they just, they just got bad bounces. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, overall, the series like it's it's not a huge edge that Toronto has, but the idea that the Leafs are like, look, anyone's lucky to be here. It could easily be three nothing Washington right now. It could easily be three nothing Toronto right three now overtime games, because yeah. three overtime games. But the Leafs are not lucky to be up two one. No, 
That's I, I'd say that's about what they deserve. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, both of these teams, I think, deserve to be up 2-1. I think I don't think either of them deserves to be up 3 nothing. And But if, if one of them did, it's certainly the least more than the Capitals, in my opinion. And Here's my question about this series. Mm-hmm. If it, it, the Leafs can match the Capitals, and obviously we've seen some dramatic improvements with the Maple Leafs down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. Like, how many teams, like, these are two of the five best teams in the East, two of the four best teams in the East. Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, where are on the rankings are they? Right now, I would say, definitively, they are four, depending on how you feel. Nah, okay. Uh, man, that's tough. Because they're not better than the... The only one I could say for certain right now that the team that they I don't think are better than them is Pittsburgh. That's the only one I can say definitively. Yeah. And unfortunately, that will be the team you play in the next round. But do I think you could beat the Senators in a seven-game series? Yes, I do. Do I think yeah. the Leafs could beat the Habs in a seven-game series? Yes, I do. Do I think the Habs could beat them and the Sens could beat them in a seven-game series? Yes, I do. Yeah. Right. Like the the only one I would say for certain. Now that said, I also would have said, like you got the Capitals, and and at no point, I'm pretty sure I picked the Capitals in five, and that's gone. So, like, I mean, the way the Leafs are playing right now, and 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 the goaltending that they're getting. I mean, you never know. You never know. They could make a run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I... I don't think they're going to be able to get all the way to, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But it, it, like, at some point, somewhere along the line, the fact that they're so I mean, young is going to become a thing. And the fact that their depth on defense isn't yeah, great is going to become a thing. But you would think that if, yeah. if that was ever going to become a thing, like Washington has the best group of forwards in the league, I think. Absolutely. So and, if that was ever going to become that bad a thing, it would be right now. And maybe there's still time, but. I, I mean, I thought that the, the problem with this Capitals team is the capital. You're in the Capitals' heads right now. You are absolutely in the Capitals' heads, and I guarantee you, they're they're writing all sorts of blogs and they're writing all sorts of in the papers, and the Capitals fans are hearing it and pro, and on Twitter and everywhere you can write it down. If you're a Capitals fan, the word of the day right now is choke. That is the word in Washington. Is is they they've got this President's Trophy up against the aren't are the Leafs not statistically the youngest team in hockey right now? Yes. Yeah, and and they've got this, and again they had the five on three to to take the the Leaf fans right out of it. They would have been looking for Chardonnay and sushi up in their you know their press box sections, and they just couldn't do it. And and now those those like the old ghosts are are there, and they're like the they're, the the choke ghosts are there, and they're haunting this this team and Ovechkin and the legacy of this Capitals team. Because I mean, the Leafs they were just supposed to run over the Leafs in this series, and then go up against Crosby in the next round, and then it was supposed to be Ovechkin versus Crosby, and then Ovechkin versus, and then Ovechkin was supposed to finally slay the dragon on on you know because like the the only way for Washington to get to the finals is you you got to go through Pittsburgh, right? You got to slay that dragon and then go to the finals. And right now, we're staring at Phil Kessel revenge series against the Leafs in round two, right? Which I guess is an acceptable substitute. Yeah, that's not so bad. Uh, there's some entertainment value to that. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. And that's okay. I'll get entertained. Um, it, uh, I, I just really honestly can't believe how this is all shook, shook down. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's tremendous. And uh, if... Um, 
if if this doesn't work out for the Leafs, you know that's that's just part of the deal. So be it. But mm-hmm. I think that um, I think they're in a really good spot. And obviously, if they win Game Four, mm-hmm. whew, they are in a tremendous spot. What's your how do you feel like the rest of the series shakes out? I can't even bring myself to say the Leafs are going to win the series. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, uh, I won't, I'll, I'll let you off the hook for that one. I don't want. To, I don't want to give you a chance to jinx yourself. Uh, before you get out of here, um, we would be remiss if we did not at least discuss the Toronto Blue Jays for two seconds. Can I share some Blackhawks Predator thoughts? Absolutely. Before we do that, yeah. Um, the Nashville Predators are a really, really good hockey team, mm-hmm. and I may or may not have put on a wager on them winning the Stanley Cup before this playoff started. You I'm did feeling too? pretty good about that. Nice. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't even tell you about that. I wanted to brag about it if they did yeah. it. They're my favorite to get out of the West right now. It's really, really lining up for them. Yeah. They're going to beat the Blackhawks. And then they're going to get... And then they St. get St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. They're better than St. Louis is. Yeah. And then they get one of the Ducks probably or the Oilers or Sharks. Probably the Ducks. Yeah. I get... Well, I'm thinking they're... I think it's going to be Oilers-Ducks next round. Well, it looks like it's going to be Ducks. And I, I just... I've, I've flipped on my... I picked San Jose. Actually, you know what? I'll give San... Because game four is in San Jose. So, you know what? I won't write... I won't write San Jose off just yet, but uh, gun to my head, I would say it's going to be Ducks Nashville in that Western Conference Finals as we stand right now. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Predators, absolutely. I, I I love everything they're doing. I love those yellow jerseys that they wear. I, I it's just I'm 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 a fan. I'm I'm absolutely on the Predators bandwagon. Uh, I have a dream. Mm-hmm. And I typically don't cheer for the Montreal Canadiens to get to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, I, oh, I like where you're going with this, Craig. Uh, just if if I could get PK Subban scoring Game Seven overtime Montreal, please. Like, yeah, boy, just, that's asking a lot, though. I know, that's, I know, oh. I know, that's asking quite a bit. Yeah, but I, yeah. that would it would probably be my favorite thing that's ever happened in the history of anything. Yeah. I I would have that every shot of that goal framed. He he would have to do that. And he score. He has to do one of two things. He has to like score and then just like not celebrate. Although that would be impossible to not celebrate winning a game seven. But if he were to, like, like he should just score. If he scores that goal, he should just start stripping like in slap shot. Honestly, they should just cue up the band and like he should just start taking off every article of clothing and then, go into the penalty box like he's one of the Bash brothers. Exactly, and then um, start stripping in the penalty box or something. Fulton, uh, yeah. That, oh, that's something man. that could, uh, well, that that that'd be my dream. But obviously, like you said, that's that's that that that's probably asking more than is uh, is possible to get. <laughs> yeah. However, PK Subban winning the Stanley Cup and bringing it back to the Children's Hospital in Toronto, where he has uh, donated millions of dollars, by the way. Yeah. Uh, or not Toronto, sorry, but in Montreal, bringing mm-hmm. the the cup to the Children's Hospital there, as if to say, yes, the players that play here for the Montreal team will never bring you this cup. But yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah. That's that's something that I'd be, I, I I'd be here for that. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Mm. You probably just killed my dad if he's listening to this right now. <laughs> well, sorry, but uh, uh, hey, a guy, a guy can dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two minutes on the Blue Jays, and then we'll get you out of here because uh, I think the Raptors are about to play a playoff game. A lot going on these days. Um, Twelve games in, do the Blue Jays make the playoffs? Yes or no? Well, it's going to be pretty hard to say yes. Uh, basically, they have to play 587 baseball the rest of the way to get to 90 wins. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take 90 to get in the wild card. And it looks like 
Although it looks like Hap avoided surgery today, but he is headed to the DL and and God only because it's an elbow issue, right? So God only knows if it flames up again. It could easily be Tommy John. Although I'm not a doctor, but I, yeah, I, but I, I don't know if it's going to be. You know, like I don't know if it's going to be Tommy John, mm-hmm. but what I do know is that Sanchez is banged up, Donaldson's banged up, mm-hmm. Hap's banged up. Who knows what's next? It, this might be the no the, the season from hell for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, it, it just looks like it might be the no effing way season, right? Yeah, it's just the the absolute season from hell, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's not any fun. That sucks. But that's the situation. If they're out of it, when would you start? Because like they have to blow it up. If they're if they if they're not making the playoffs this year, they have to blow it up because they. I'm don't. not sure they do. You don't think so? You think they can can rebound to next year? Explain how. So, um, you trade at the at the deadline this so year. You trade Liriano. You trade Estrada. You, you trade any Bautista? of your bullpen guys that are going well. You trade Bautista. Mm-hmm. And then next year you still have Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. Troy Tulowitzki, Russell Martin, and a, three of the five pitchers that you got that are pretty good. Plus whatever return you can get. Plus you're gonna have a lot of money to spend next year. So I think that the you could retool pretty quick if you're the Jays and things go south this year. Okay. Yeah, not I bad. would not advocate trading Donaldson, tell you that much right now. Okay. So who who is off limits to you? Complete like if like if, if the Jays Donaldson, are... I think if you get some sort of insane offer you can trade him. But okay. I think just Stroman and, and Sanchez are really the only guys that you can't deal right now based on club control and things on goal lines. I think you can make an argument for Kevin Pillar just because how cheap he works and mm-hmm. how much he brings to the table, but I think if someone offers you the moon frame, you can do it. What about Asuna? Would you move Asuna? Uh, bullpen arms, I can always move. Yeah, I agree. All right. Thanks. Craig Needles, uh, good talking hockey with you. Um, and we'll maybe catch you back next week. Maybe we'll talk a little in NFL draft because that's coming up soon. And uh, good luck to your Leafs and your Raptors. Yeah, thanks very much. No problem. Take care, man. All right, welcome back, and as promised, we are going to do a little bit of trailer and other nerd talk. We've swapped out Craig Needles for Kevin Miller, who is also here. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, pretty good. Good to have you back. And Rob Callflesh. It's been a while since Rob's been on. How's it going, Rob? Good. I'm still alive. All right. I know everyone out there is uh, thrilled to hear that. So, a few trailers dropped in the past week and a little bit. Thought Thought we'd discuss them. Um, Rob, since it's been a while for you, I'm going to let you decide which one we talk about first. Uh, let's go in the order that they were released. Okay, so... I think Thor was first. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. I was surprised at how Guardians of the Galaxy they went with this particular trailer. It had the biggest Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it. Between the visual and the music, everything about it. Mm-hmm. Are they planning to jam Thor into the Guardians of the Galaxy part of Marvel? Well, they're all supposed to come together to fight well, Thanos in Infinity War, right? So right. I, I guess they're all trying to get it done. I mean, they've all all the Marvel movies have pretty much had one base feel to them, and they're they're now co-mingling, I, I yeah. feel, am- amongst their one base feel of, hey, we're having fun. Over, over, above all else. Uh, what did you think of this one, Miller? 
Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead with what Rob's saying. It, it has very much that Guardians of the Galaxy feel, which is awesome. It's rad. It's less. Um, I don't remember the previous Thor trailers, but I remember them being kind of just grim. <laughs> Like, especially that Dark World one, because yeah. it was all like, hey, there's some shadow fog moving around, and Natalie Portman's in the mix, and maybe she's going to get possessed, and the world's coming to an end, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, big... I am completely okay with this movie not stepping foot on Earth at all, or maybe only in the first, like, ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, it certainly seems, just based on the on the, the look in this, you know, two-minute trailer, that... Uh... Yeah, it doesn't seem like Thor's going to spend a lot of time on Earth, or Asgard for that matter. Yeah, the way that I can kind of picture it is, like, a lot of Thor movies have started with, like, hey, let's start sort of in medias res with a big action scene. Mm Mm-hmm. And I could see that being like the sort of thing that they teased at the end of Doctor Strange, where it's like, hey, it's Thor and Doctor Strange on Earth, and they're rescuing Odin, et cetera, et cetera. And we kind of see that bit for a while where uh, Hela is like destroying the the hammer, mm-hmm. and that looks yeah. like it might be in, like an alleyway on Earth or something. So maybe that all takes place there. I, I'm not sure if that's what I'm supposed to take from this teaser, but I mean, I imagine we'll get three more trailers that make it very clear exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got some time because this comes out in November. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this one's the last of this year, right? I think so. Yeah. This is the one they're gonna challenge, uh, and by you know, I use the term challenge quite loosely. This is the one they're gonna challenge uh, Justice League with, pretty much, because I'm pretty sure Thor comes out either a week before or a week after. Yeah, Justice League. What a slap in the face that'll be. Yeah, Thor's never been my Marvel franchise, not by a long <laughs> shot, but I'm I'm definitely more interested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seeing Goldblum yeah. up there. I was just gonna ask do you. I was just gonna ask. Do you think the Thor Ragnarok will either beat out, destroy, or do work than uh, Justice League? Because uh, we've had a Justice League trailer. Well, yeah, and the Justice League trailer was trash. We've discussed that on this pod <laughs> yes. absolute trash. I don't know if I want to dig up that corpse. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to dig Just up me. that. We don't want to dig up that Superman corpse. Uh, <laughs> man, um, I, I, I'd, I'd say the same. To be honest with you, they're both going to make a buttload of money. Oh, one, sure. one will probably be decidedly better than the, the other one. <laughs> But yeah, it's both going to make like, like five hundred million dollars, yeah. and then it's going to they're you know on Metacritic one's going to be at like thirty five, and one's going to be at like seventy something, like yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying which, but I'm definitely saying which. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Goldblum. I wonder how much Goldblum we're going to. I'm I'm interested to see exactly how much they lean into the Planet Hulk storyline because they're, they're riffing on they're not following it to a t but they're definitely um borrowing from the planet hulk plot line but with thor in the place of hulk and with, yeah. with, with 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 uh hulk switched a little bit um but like if you haven't read the planet hulk basically the illuminati decide that the hulk is too dangerous for planet earth so they put him in a rocket ship and fire him to what they think is going to be a uh uh, uninhabited planet where the Hulk won't be able to destroy anything and he'll live out the rest of his days in in quiet solitude. But of course the uh, the rocket ship that he's in veers off course and he lands on some gladiator planet instead oh. where he gets put in a ring and there's people there stronger than the Hulk. Like there's this this uh, female who only comes out to the Hulk's hips that's able to like suplex him and shit while they're in the in the gladiator <laughs> ring. 
So the Hulk nice. has to actually learn stuff like how to actually fight properly, how to use weapons, uh, armor, battle strategies, stuff like that. So he gets smarter and smarter. Now, this version, the last time we saw the Hulk, he was just like, Black Widow was like, come back. And he was like, no. And he switched off the radio. Somehow well, he's, he's leaving just, on a jet plane. Yeah, he was leaving <laughs> on a jet plane. Somehow he was in space in this one. I'm interested to see how they... Uh, how we got there. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how they, they, they weave that thread. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for, for Thor Ragnarok. I'm, I'm way more excited for Thor Ragnarok. Like, I'll go see Thor Ragnarok in the theaters. I did not yeah. see Thor The Dark World in theaters. I'll say that. I waited till that was squarely on Netflix or whatever. Or <laughs> yeah, I, I did and kind of regretted it. But... Oh, it was bad. That was not a good movie. The uh, Thor of the Dark World. That was one of the worst that, that the MCU has to offer, I would say. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I thought that Immigrant Song was a good pick for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's actually on, that's on theme. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Kate Blanchett, I thought, looked pretty cool. There were some cats on the internet joking that this is this is the timeline we're following the timeline as if she actually took the ring and in, in that first lord of the rings movie oh yeah <laughs> like this uh, is this is what it would look nice. like now <laughs> this is not yeah. bad she looked pretty well, good as hello yeah i really enjoyed it and because she's shown very quickly in the uh the trailer and at first because it starts off very guardians of the galaxy uh like it's like okay this doesn't quite seem like thor and then as I, as soon as i saw uh Kate's character is like okay i'm in yeah, we're good. But then it also made me think, okay, Kate Blanchett still very much resembles what she looked like in The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Quick math at a calendar. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. More than honest. 15 years ago. So it like, doesn't doesn't quite have a Steve Martin disease, as I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Where you just look the same age for 40 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's looking good. Um, yeah. What else did I want to say? Uh, I wanted to ask you, Matt. Um, so this uh, Jeff Goldblum is playing a Grandmaster, correct? Of some sort, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I that f- was forgot what character his name is. he's supposed to be playing. I, I, I've read like literally named Grandmaster. I don't know if that's like a title or what, but I mean, based on the fact that it is a title and the sort of the way he looks, like, are we to sort of take it that this character is related to the Collector in any way, like Benicio del Toro? <laughs> he, he absolutely could be. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't have. Uh... I don't have a lot of knowledge on the Grandmaster. I assume, like, that okay. that name is corny enough that I assume <laughs> he's an actual character in the in the comics. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can do a quick look up here. But, like, I don't... If I remember correctly, I think the Grandmaster is just, like... I don't think he's related to the Collector, but I think he's part of some kind of, like... <sighs> dance, dance troupe? Not not dance troupe, but he's, he's he's part of some kind of uh, you know like space. Shadowy cabal. No, they're like the guardians of Oa, right? Except if oh, they were okay. a little more evil. Like if I could borrow a DC reference to 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 you know fill the gaps in that Marvel thing, where they're like oh, these fair enough. they're like these space gods that just kind of like they're like yeah, we police, run shit. Yeah, we run shit and we police the universe in 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 some sort of way. I'm pretty sure that's that was how the grandmaster came to be. I, I I could I could be wrong about that. I'm sure the the anonymous folk of the internet will will let me know on Twitter if I'm wrong or not. Um 
But yeah, in this one, it looks it, se- it certainly seems like he's running uh, running this gladiator planet, and they're going to put uh, put Thor in the ring. Yep, and, and, and he had the winged helmet and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. fun. That was fun. Yeah. I, I was I was interested to see if like Beta Ray Bill was going to show up, and if you don't know who Beta Ray Bill is, that's <laughs> oh, basically yeah. Thor if he was a goat. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I remember hearing this, and I just, I have this image in my mind, but I can't be right. Nope, I was right. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Wasn't there a frog Thor too? There might have been. Oh, <laughs> I think I remember hearing something about a frog Thor. It's like you won't believe what Thor looks like in this new issue. <laughs> yeah, so it is supposed to be in, in this version. It's it is supposed to be Sakar, from what I'm reading on the internet. When Sakar was the planet that they used for Planet Hulk, so. It's going to be tough. Okay. They're, they're basically using that backdrop, but they're switching it up a little bit because the thing about the end of uh, the Planet Hulk thing was the Planet Hulk storyline led into World War Hulk, which, you know, there's no way they're going to do in the uh, in the MCU. But basically... Isn't that when Hulk comes back to Earth and just wreaks havoc? Yeah, basically. I'm just, honestly, I'm guessing based off the title because yeah. I never read it. Because that's exactly what happens because, like, the Illuminati who are, you know, Professor X... Namor, yeah. although Namor was the one guy who was like, I think this is a terrible idea. And uh, <laughs> Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, all the Black Bolt, all those guys, they shot Hulk into space. And then Hulk basically gets these, you know, yeah, he gets phantom like, zoned. Yeah, kind of gets phantom zoned. And then Hulk ends up on this gladiator planet. And eventually, you know, eventually he ends up freeing said gladiator planet and a bunch of other, like, gladiators who were also caught and forced to fight in the ring and when it's all said and done you know he he's he kind of goes well <laughs> like that's enough for me if you don't mind i'm gonna grab one of these ships and i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna fuck up all the people who <laughs> you know who shot me into space and then the other gladiators is running wild <laughs> exactly and then the other gladiators are just kind of like hey we got nothing going on do you want if we come with and he's like hell yeah you can come with me. Help me fuck shit up back on the like. I was gonna say, I see like uh, Professor X like staring off into space. I've made a huge mistake. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, was, it was really just like ooh, a huge mistake. And yeah, there, there's no way they do that for Thor Ragnarok. So I imagine Thor oh. and 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 him will be uh, buddies by the end. And uh, interesting to see which way they go with Loki in this one. Is he a good guy or bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Whether whether or not he's a good guy or bad guy, because uh, it certainly looked like he was he was walking around uh, the bad guy. It, it seemed like he was walking through the bad guy part of town there when he was like yeah. stabbing people. And wow. I believe yeah, and I mean he's sitting on uh, sitting on a big couch with Jeff Goldblum at the end there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but that could just be him doing whatever yeah. you know. Like, and they were sitting on the far opposite the couch they weren't all buddy buddy they were cuddling yeah no, no that's no. right yeah uh anything else you want to add about the thor trailer I'm, I'm i'm excited for this one i think i'm actually most excited for this this is the one i'm honestly i might be more excited for thor ragnarok than i am for the spider-man movie and i think oh, the i keep forgetting about the spider-man and movie I think, and i think the spider-man movie is going to be a lot of fun well, and this was just a teaser, but I mean, the the Spider-Man trailer showed us everything, and this showed us next to nothing, basically. That's true. Like it was a bunch of set pieces. I got you hype, but you have no idea what the heck the plot is going to be, unless mm-hmm. like, like we can kind of surmise it's going to be a lot like Planet Hulk, but yeah, you know, basically, there's a lot of there's enough changes that we don't know that for sure. Yeah, basically, what we know is yeah. Kate Blanchett shows up as Hella, 
and she's me- she's messing up stuff. We don't know her motivation or yeah, we, we we don't know her motivation, and then somehow Thor ends up on a gladiator planet because of something she did and has to fight his way off. Whether or not, you know, they'll beat Kate Blanchett yeah. by the end of the movie, we don't know. They may save her for, like, another one, but uh, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for this one. I'm excited to see Kate Blanchett, and I'm excited to see... Uh, it's been a while since we've seen uh, Tom Hiddleston, I think, so I'm excited to kind of see Loki back in the mix. Because yeah, we haven't really seen him since yeah. Thor two, and everybody does. Does everybody still think he's dead? Uh, I think that Thor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the implication. The, every, like all the characters still think he's dead, but at the end of like Thor, at the end of uh, Thor two, the Dark World, uh, we saw that he he was pretending to be it, Odin, right, and was sitting. Yeah, on it'll yeah. it'll be interesting to see what kind of happened in between there, because obviously there's something that happened between like. Thor and Odin having, you know, Thor and fake Odin having a conversation at the end of Thor 2 and, you know, everything being great. And then the next time we see Thor, I mean, other than Avengers 2, the next time we see Thor is, um, like, looking for Odin. So, I mean, obviously, like, something's happened there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it is and what's happened in between. And I imagine we'll get some sort of flashback or explanation. But something is causing him to come to Earth to look for Odin, and we don't know what that is, and we don't know why Odin is on Earth. Like, I was kind of under the impression that maybe Odin was killed by Loki, but maybe not. Who oh, knows? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I thought, too, is that he, he absolutely killed... Uh, he absolutely killed... Uh, Odin. Odin and, yeah, he absolutely killed Odin and then, and then took off with... Uh, and then, yeah, and was just perpetrating being him, and guy, and has obviously been manipulating the the Asgardians behind the scenes as as Odin. So yeah, it'll be so it, it might be interesting because we have no idea what kind of happened between the end of Thor and the be- end of Doctor Strange. That is going to basically lead into the beginning of this movie. Uh, and that sort of means that we are probably going to have like there's probably going to be like some sort of A B plot with Grandmaster and Hela. But we have no idea what Loki's uh, play in it really is, and we really can't because we don't even know what the story up till now is. <laughs> Did you guys read this nonsense that Guardians of the Galaxy supposedly has five post-credit scenes? I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> oh my lord, that's uh, just, that's just too many. So there are no credits, is what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just running stuff through the credits. Is is the only. Uh... So well, that's, that's a good point. Like, if you if you didn't watch the movie in credits. theaters, you watch it on like Netflix, and it's like you know, you're watching the runtime bar at the bottom of your screen. And you're like, but there's still 20 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh man. That's yeah, gonna be like eight minutes of credits and 12 minutes of extra scenes. Like, okay, well, it's gone. I was just saying, it's like it's gonna be like Lord of the Rings, where it just keeps uh, ending over and over and over, but in post credit style instead. Yeah, my guess will be. Like they'll have because the f- first Guardians just had the uh, the joke uh, Howard the Duck trailer, right? It did. It didn't actually have. Oh any, yeah. Yeah, it didn't actually have. It just had the Howard the Duck joke. I can't. So like, was there nothing else in Guardians of the Galaxy? They didn't have two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. They just had. They just had the two. Oh, they had the they had the bit like where they did like the beginning of the credits where everyone's having like a dance scene and like baby Groot's they're dancing. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was a thing. But yeah, that that was it. And then so so what would they do? I mean, they'd have they do one. 
where they tease Thanos, and then I just the four other ones are just sort of joke ones. Five is way too many. Good well, lord. I, well, I yeah, that, that's that is far too many. But I yeah. mean, I, there's a lot you can do still because there's a lot to sort of be tied in. Like I imagine you do, like you're saying, some sort of Thanos tease. Mm-hmm. You do some sort of Thor tease, maybe. You do some sort of Captain Marvel tease, maybe. Yeah. That's... Like, there's a lot of people who are on that scale still. And then, I mean, there's your three teases, and then you throw in two stupid jokes, and mm-hmm. it's still too many, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I agree. All right. Oh, that's true. Way too many. Uh, let's talk about the Last Jedi trailer. Or, okay. as I like, or as I like to call it, the Force Awakens 2.0 trailer, because they just copied the... I don't, like... Watch the Last Jedi trailer... And then watch no, I've watched them. I've watched them side by side. It yeah, people is... have definitely made the comparisons. Oh my god! It that it. Yeah. So I saw uh, some YouTube video. Uh, it had Force Awakens on the left, Last Jedi on the right, and playing them both side by side. And it looked like everything was beat for beat going mm-hmm. along the same, except a lot of the stuff that I saw on the Force Awakens trailer, I don't ever remember. From from an actual trailer. So I think a lot of that was spliced together. Mm-hmm. Particularly at the end of it, it showed um, it showed Luke at the very end of the Force Awakens trailer. I was like, well, that's not right. No, that doesn't happen. Do that. But there were definitely, because I watched the Force Awakens trailer again as well because of that video. And there are similarities, but I didn't find it to be like an exact beat for beat, like basically put the same music over top and everything's the same and it lines up perfectly. No, oh. it didn't line up perfectly, but it was all, it was pretty much beat for beat the exact same thing right up to, except in this one it was, because at the end it was like, Chewie, we're home. But in but in this one it was, the Jedi, we don't need them anymore for some reason, <laughs> or, or the Jedi must die or whatever, whatever. Whatever the Jedi time. will end. Yeah, the Jedi will end, whatever. Or it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. Um, I... See, you don't seem pretty jazzed about this movie, then. I was already... I'm just not excited to spend more time with... with like, let me put it this way. I will, we'll hash this out, really, because you, you guys already know most of my feelings, but the listeners don't, because we, we've already recorded our episode 150th spectacular spoiler alert it's about star wars and it, it's all it's all star wars so the 150th episode is a big star wars bonanza so i've already said many times on this podcast and i did and we did our star wars review with you rob yep i liked rogue one with yep. all its flaws and shit i thought they at least attempted they gamely attempted to do new stuff even though it was again with Old, telling old Star Wars stories, and it's like, and it just rather than coming up with new stories, which is my main problem with Star Wars in general, is just their refusal to break away from this this main storyline. Just none of the characters, and I mean, maybe they resonated with 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 the younger generation and stuff, but Ray, Finn, that stupid soccer ball robot, nobody, <laughs> none of the, I don't care. I just, none of those characters resonated with me. I don't care about any of them. And I, and I'm not looking forward to spending more time with them, but that's just me personally. Maybe like, obviously yeah. other people don't feel the same way. I just wish that um, star Wars would, I, I just wish they would say what they mean with some of these trailers. Like at some point they just have to call star Wars, one of these star Wars movies, 
Star Wars colon it doesn't fucking matter you'll pay for it anyway because the search for more money <laughs> yeah it, it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah I just I just wish they they they'd get on with it at, at some point and and I don't want to defend the prequels here because the prequels are are absolute trash as well mm-hmm. but one thing I'll say that the prequels have over the Force Awakens was as mist begot and ill conceived the prequels were. Lucas was at least trying to show us some shit we'd never seen before and tell us some stories that we, we in, in, in a way we'd never seen before, even if it involved completely ripping off the charity chariot race from Ben-Hur, but in space. Right. And, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, just terrible. But at least he tried to tell kind of an original story. Force Awakens told nothing and then just did A New Hope beat for beat. Yeah. And... I'm interested to see exactly. Well, what if they do the Last Jedi beat for beat for as uh, Empire? As Empire, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's that's the que- That's the million dollar question, isn't it, Rob? Is is <laughs> are we telling new stories or are we doing Empire beat for beat? Because it certainly seemed like we're doing Empire beat for beat just from that trailer. Because it was like Finn doing training in what looked like a bit of a instead of a swamp it was, it was she was training in a cave yeah you know like like take your weapons yeah. with you you won't need them right like like it's uh, ray not finn ray yeah, finn was sorry. just passed out in some tube yeah spacecraft like, what the hell is this some kind of tube and it was just like yeah and and yeah i just when it boils down to it for me i just didn't like any of the new characters they introduced in force awakens and i'm not particularly excited to spend more time with them just like i'm not particularly expended i'm not, I'm not particularly excited to miss out on the second season of atlanta because donald glover is sti- uh s- s- filming a han solo movie i don't give a fuck about it. i just i don't care about han solo right like yeah, God, I don't care tell, about that one-off, because that's yeah. next year, right? Tell original yeah. stories in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Original stories, uh, please. Miller, so you sound like a, you got something to say. As, as a bit of a counterpoint, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on some points, but largely I agree with you. Um, I did like Force Awakens, but that said, this trailer did not get me super excited. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just because now I know more than I did before, and like Force Awakens was like, what the hell's all this then? Yeah. And this one feels very much like it's it's working off the same dramatic beats, which is fine because it's Star Wars and it's formulaic. But I guess I was hoping that we wanted a bit more, um, like following something like the Thor trailer, which is a lot of fun and has a lot of cool little set pieces involved in it. Like this one didn't feel that interesting as even compared to like the force awakens trailer, because that one was immediately felt different than anything I'd seen in star Wars before. Um, even if it ended up being, uh, ended up being, yeah, exactly. And even if it ended up being very, very, very similar to new hope. Um, so I like, I'm, I'm still going to see it, but I mean, this trailer didn't set my world on fire. And I, I and I'm with you generally when it comes to other like outings in the Star Wars universe. Like I could give a shit about a young Han Solo movie, honestly. I, would, I don't know. I almost want to say then we watched different trailers, but I know we didn't. I know we saw the same trailer, yeah. and I guess it just goes down to which characters or any of them, if you care about them and mm-hmm. if you don't care about any of the newer characters that come in yes that's going to make it harder ignoring that part mm-hmm. and i do I and that, that's really why i'm excited. so conflicted about this one yeah. <laughs> ignoring all of the new characters i'm really excited to see luke skywalker come back yeah. i want to see more of mark hamill there is that um, yeah. 
And yeah, it's I, not even Luke Skywalker. It's Mark Hamill. Yeah, and I had no issues with Ray from well, I had no major issues with uh, Ray. I'm going to clarify that. Yeah, uh, from <laughs> Force no. Awakens. Um, so for me, the the whole trailer, I was, I'm jazzed to see the that movie, and when the final lines of it, when Luke's saying it's time for the Jedi to end, uh-huh. my mind's immediately going to what the possibilities are. But where my mind went mm-hmm. is nowhere near Disney's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that takes it to a very dark place. There won't be any but, younglings getting slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. Killed all the husnock everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but but with it um, going into a semi-serious discussion about what the Last Jedi is gonna be about, uh, I think it's driving towards and everything that I'm seeing on like YouTube videos and whatnots by the title seems to be gearing towards it is that it's not going to be teaching the light side or the dark side. Like the Jedi and Sith aren't going to be there. It's going to be gray Jedis where it's going to be finally a balance within a single force user. So they're going to have what would be the light side and the dark side and they're going to just do their thing. So yeah, whether and that makes gonna... sense from what we've seen with Rey in the past, like in like her fight with Kylo Ren at the end of Force Awakens, like she's attacking aggressively, she's attacking with hate and anger, like she's not a pure Snow White character, yeah. and that, that tends to get glossed over. I think I think my issue with this trailer, Rob, because I agree with you, and I I I, I didn't know why it bothered me uh, as much as it seemed to, uh, because I do like the new characters and. It, it's, I think that the issue is that this doesn't seem like a movie about them, at least from this cut of a trailer. This seems that like a I movie where we see, we see Poe, we see Finn, we see Rey, but they're never together, and we yeah. see all of them for about as much, like, together as much as we see Luke. And yeah. I, I, I don't want him to be the main character of this movie. Yeah. And, that, and so that kind of bothers me. Like, he well, shouldn't be the focus. <laughs> who don't you want to be the focus? Luke. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, yes. I'm fine having him be there to be like the Obi Wan type, like that. I mean, yes. as much as it's derivative of the original thing, but that's fine because that's what he's supposed to be now. Like yes, I, I I'm agree. okay with that, but I don't need him having like I think all of the lines in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just seems like they're just like okay, well we've introduced these new characters. I hope you like them because you know we're gonna shunt them to half an hour in this movie and tell another Luke story. And remember, that kind of bothers me. I mean, it's it, that's not the way it's going to be, but that's what this trailer sort of made it out to be. Remember, this is the teaser trailer. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I, yeah, so who knows so how much stores, And I'm trying be. not to get super excited or agitated by either of them, but, like, this one didn't do it for me. And I imagine they'll do more, and I imagine I'll find one that I like. Yeah. Like, for me, I've, I think I've said it a few times on whatever other Star Wars talks we've done, and Presumably, I talked about it again in the one that will come. Um, for Star Wars, I like the the Force user aspects of it. Like the first time I ever saw um, Obi Wan fighting Darth Vader in Episode Four was just like, "What is this? I want to watch it all now." And Episode Four didn't have all that much with the. No, it didn't. the and what you got but was that's two what, old dudes poking at each other too, right? Yeah. Exactly. That was back before we had fight choreography in movies, right? Exactly. Yeah. But that was that, that was pre Matrix. <laughs> yeah. That was the first scene that I saw of Star Wars because I came home and my dad was watching it on television. I saw them like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> like, These I are swords. Everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah. So with that, like, I want to know. I do want to see like Luke Skywalker because I want to know going down that gray Jedi path. Is Luke a gray Jedi? Because in Disney's scrapped the whole extended universe or expanded universe Which for giant, Star Wars. Giant mistake. Giant mistake. Right. But, but in that, if I recall things correctly and didn't make up too much, Luke does go down the dark side and does basically become a great Jedi himself, and then he teaches that, I mm-hmm. think. So well, that's I'm always just, kind of the impression that I got even jumped. from the original trilogy. Yeah. Because, like, even in the original trilogy, like, he's doing Jedi training and leaves partway through to go off on, like, a Save My Friends revenge quest. And yeah. then in the third movie, he basically is, you know, wearing all black and acting kind of cocksure and, you know, attacking uh, Vader very aggressively on the Death Star. Oh, sorry, on the uh, Star Destroyer. And No, no, no. Like, those were, like, love taps. <laughs> oh, okay. So then it all makes <laughs> as, sense then. As he's chopping off the hand. <laughs> but it's all, you know, very good, good, lets your anger flow through you, you know? <laughs> like, you, you can kind of see that he's tempted by it even at that point. And so, like, it seems to me that whether or not he was doing so consciously, he was kind of straddling a middle line because it wasn't about how he fit into some grand galactic balance. He was Luke, a character, with his yeah. own motivations and goals, right? Which, you know, yeah. is, an, is a more interesting story, I think. Not that I don't like this whole, you know, you're the chosen one, but prophecy, nada, yada, yada. Like, it gets a bit long-winded. And I think yeah. that was ultimately one of the downfalls of the prequels, but I like the way it was handled in the original trilogy better. Yes. Um, so I, I'm kind of interested to see if they do go that route in uh, The Last Jedi, because uh, for them to just come right out and say it would be kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's definite room for improvement in this last Jedi Jedi movie, I would say. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like I'm having more fun speculating about it than I did watching the trailer, and I mean, that's unfortunate, but I mean, within, what, three months, I'll have another trailer, I'm sure. That that was the other thing, watching these trailers, and even for Thor and any other trailer, like all trailers for me, I seem to get semi-excited about a movie or a TV show just based off of trailers, because... If you just look at that and nothing else, the possibilities could be endless. Like, yeah. they could just show you the good snippets. It's like, oh, man, if they did all of this, oh, how sweet would that be? Mm-hmm. And then your mind you fills in the blanks with all sorts of awesome stuff. Exactly. And then when you see the final product, it's like, oh, um, that's not as good as my mind made it out to be. And <laughs> then I just like, up to my every doesn't possible exist. expectation. <laughs> yeah. How so, dare they? <laughs> so sometimes, like, trailers, even if I was going to... For me, yeah, trailers can be great, and that's why one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoyed this one, mm-hmm. even though there's parts of it that I didn't care for. But in the overall thing, it's like okay, get your mind wandering what you'd want to see, and that's why I say Disney's not going to do what my mind's thinking because uh, my mind takes it a little darker than Disney's willing to ever do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Star Wars is going to be PG generally. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would say the biggest pause for concern in this one. From a fanboy standpoint, not not from a from a, um, a logical thinking things through standpoint, but the biggest one from a fanboy standpoint would be the one shot of Kylo Ren with the and with the Hayden Christensen scar, glowy eyes. yeah, glowy oh, eyes and the scar yeah. above the and the scar above the eye and the flowing hair, it, like that that one shot was paused for concern, right? It's just like, ooh, that's bringing back memories you don't actually want to have brought back. <laughs> 
Um, Fair enough. That is a part that I didn't let sink in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, guys, you're evoking the wrong imagery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was that. It looked like Captain Phasma was back in the one yes. shot. It looked like she, it it, or at least somebody is. She, she avoided this. that severe court martial somehow. <laughs> yeah, and somehow escaped the garbage chute of the planet that blew up. Uh, but whatever. Uh, hopefully to get yeah. more screen time. <laughs> but uh, yes. yeah, and you know, do something competent. The from a logic standpoint now i like ryan johnson i'll say that i think he's i think he's a really good director i like looper i thought that was a fun film um they got to do some some storytelling yes in the last jedi i I do agree with that a lot there was very little storytelling in the first one in fact one of the most insulting lines in movie history (laughs) was when they had digital lupita yeah no i already know what you're saying yeah digital lupita nuongo go you know, they're like, where'd you get that lightsaber? And she's like, ah, I'll tell you some other time. And it was like, fuck you. <laughs> right? Like, tell me where you got that damn lightsaber. That was the most, that was the part that really pissed me off about. What is also extra insulting for that? I, I hope I'm wrong about it, but yeah. what could be extra insulting is there should have been that's a story for another that time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. But the fact that the way, um, franchises seem to be going, mm-hmm. That story might not get told through the movies. That could be a story left for comics yeah, or like a web comic TV show or, or something. Uh, yeah. Um, so something like that could be like, yeah, you can, you'll know about that story, but you got to go to this other medium or you have to purchase this other thing instead. Yeah. yeah. This is the I'm thing not, that I always complain about. I've said it on this podcast before. They're going to have the little yellow author insert box. It's like, confused? Check out Logan issue 223, true believers. <laughs> yeah. It's, or it's like, oh, you better pick up this other comic book so I can explain what's going on with the one you already own. <laughs> yeah. So that's the big, that's the biggest issue is, is they got, they got to tell some story. Like, like, like webs have got to be weaved in this last jedi movie it can't just be like oh we're bumping into this person oh and here's the millennium falcon that'll distract you from the fact there's not much going on storytelling wise and oh wait oh han solo's here now forget about it forget <laughs> that'll distract you from zombie this. solo yeah, that'll distract you from this awful men in black 2 sequence we're doing on this freighter and 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 you know stuff like that they 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 gotta you know they they gotta tell 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 us a tale in this one like like we we've yeah. gotta there's gotta be storytelling in this one otherwise like it, it can't just be like hey here's lightsaber bing right and like just just be distracted by the shiny lightsaber don't don't, don't think about anything else just you like lightsabers right and and just yeah there's got to be some storytelling in this Star Wars in in this particular movie yeah. otherwise I'm 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 gonna be pissed off to to the nth degree I would say. But uh, that said, I'm still going to fork over my goddamn money <laughs> for this one. Damn you, Star Wars. I don't know if I'm going to fork over for the Han Solo movie. I just, I... That I, one I know I'm... Holy unless God. somebody else wants to go and it's like a group of people, yeah. then maybe I'll go. But otherwise, that one I will wait. Because I said it before, don't care for Han Solo. Here's, what, <laughs> so. here's the one thing I'll say about this Star Wars trailer, though. You know, there was some stuff I liked, some stuff I didn't like in this little trailer. But if the Rogue One trailer taught us anything, you don't actually have to put anything from the trailer in the movies, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You watch that Rogue One trailer, nothing from that move, from that trailer. Yeah. They had all these hero shots that were specifically tailored for for, yeah. for trailer sequences, and they weren't actually in the movie, which is... Well, for better or worse, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. 
Well, we're rebels, aren't we? <laughs> oh god, yeah. Like, like I would say for better, yeah. Like, like that line of like it's a rebellion. I rebelled, which is one of the worst lines ever put to paper. <laughs> like, oh, like somebody got paid to write that line, presumably. But like for the worse, like yeah, that was for the better. For the worse, I would say there was that really cool shot of Jin Erso in like the Imperial gear. And yeah, yeah. like all the white lights lit up around her, and she got that hero shot. That wasn't in the movie, but that was cool, right? That and was a cool shot. It was, yeah, it was just an absolute yeah. trailer moment that that never made it into the actual movie. Oh, and boys in Hollywood just making shit up. Yeah, madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will state that since we're talking about trailers, we must always be aware of the the Medellin corollary that we have on this mm-hmm. podcast, and and. Just like Stan Lee says, you, you should treat every uh, issue like it's somebody's first. I'm going to treat every podcast like it's somebody's first. The Medellin Corollary states that you can take the shittiest movie that ever existed and you can cut an awesome trailer to it. Like you just, It doesn't matter how shitty the movie is. If you have, pro, if you have brilliant editors, you can cut a, a, an incredible trailer to, to even the worst movie of all time. I was, thinking sure about this. I was thinking about this. We need to bam out a, a Medellin Corollary uh, Mount Rushmore, because I don't have I don't have a fourth film for it right now. I here are the three I've got. Number one with a bullet is the Phantom Menace trailer. That is absolutely the only one I yeah, have. The, the, the Phantom Menace trailer is number one with a bullet. I think the suicide. I think that second Suicide Squad. Oh, the trailer, the Bohemian Rhapsody the one. Bohemian Rhapsody one. That was that one had every like that one broke the internet. At, at like, yeah. mid- at like true. Mid- it was so good. At like midnight on a Wednesday, that one broke the internet. Like I had guys in my feed who in my Twitter feed who are like, um, you know, hockey- the shit. Yeah, they're like hockey bloggers going, whoa, you know, and stuff like that, right? Like this is gonna be awesome, and and it just wasn't. The other one is where the Where the Wild Things Are trailer. Now I never read that book or anything, but I tur- I saw that trailer and I was like, that movie's gonna be amazing. And then I turned it off on a plane, on a goddamn plane. <laughs> Where you never turn a movie off. Like I switched yeah, to like turn it off so you could stare at the back of the seat. No, I, I switched. It was one of the. I switched to like I was like, man, I'm not finishing this. And I think I switched to like random episodes of Thirty Rock or whatever they happen to have on their feed at the time. If you were switching to like Everybody Loves Raymond or like yeah. Big Bang Theory, then I mean I'd be like, whoa, that must have been bad. Yeah, I might have taken Big Bang Theory to be honest with you. It was. Well, see, that's when I just look over to what other people are watching, can't hear it, and then I just make up my own <laughs> story <laughs> what's going on with those yeah. visions. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Um, but, uh, I got one other thing to uh, add to the Star Wars stuff before you decide to move on. Throw it out there. One one thing I noticed, um, and I think it holds up, so the way the logo looks with the red mm-hmm. for The Last Jedi is also the same way that it looks for The Return of the Jedi. Which yes. is the same way it looks for Revenge of the Jedi. Uh, or yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah. So when it's when the title talks about uh, Jedi, Sith, or the Force mm-hmm. specifically, apparently they bust out the red. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all. That's not a Because when, when I saw the logo, I was just like, this looks awfully familiar in a particular way. And then before starting the pod, I was going through all the Star Wars trailers and just like, okay, where are the logos? All right. Even with the the prequels coming in a particular new way of having them look, um, they still put the Revenge of the Sith in red. Mm. So, yeah. Actually, when it comes to titling, the other thing that I heard was when they released, like, what the title was in other languages, 
we know that Jedi is one of these words that it's the you know it's like uh, like fish. You use the same words for single and plural, mm-hmm. but in other languages, not necessarily the case. It's like Los Jedi, so it's multiple. It's referring to multiple Jedi's in that case. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so that's that's interesting to note. We don't know this in English, but we know it in like you know Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of logos, I forgot to give the Thor logo its due. Good lord, that was oh. awesome. The like. The like the seventies, eighties sci-fi Flash Gordony, yeah, like, yeah. ultra bright color scroll. That was brilliant. Big ups to whoever designed that logo. That's fantastic. That that honestly, I I haven't really thought about like how awesome the, like like most of the logos have been pretty awesome, but that one might be the, the tops. <laughs> yeah, that one might be tops as far as since the as since the uh, the MCU has has, has started. I, I would absolutely say that. Uh, not to be outdone by Disney, uh, DC, and sci-fi. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of to be outdone. Promo, but no. <laughs> promo that dropped just a few hours before we started this podcast. Uh, technically, it leaked because they didn't even want. They didn't even. Uh, so it's a trailer. I guess they've had for a while because it leaked and it had the old DC logo on it before the change. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it had the one where it does the D and the C, and then it and then it like the like the D folds into a C for it to be DC, um, yeah. as opposed to the new logo we they have, which is the block lettering D DC with the circle around it. I've come along. I've come around on that logo. I hated that logo when it first when it first came out. The the, new the, the folded one. No, the, no, I like the old folded one. The new DC logo. It's it's. Yeah. It, I hated it when it first set. Uh, um, when they first announced it, like a few months ago, but I've come around on it now. I really like it. I think I think it's it's very minimalist, and and I I I I've, I've come around. I like it now. I like it. Um, I have no strong opinions one way or the other. <laughs> so the Krypton promo. Um. Jesus Christ, monkey balls, bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't yep. imagine of all the properties that sci-fi could have bought up. From the DC catalog, uh-huh. they, they they looked and they said, Zatanna, sexy magician girl, nah. Who's gonna want to watch that on Bo- sci-fi? Booster Gold, <laughs> Booster Gold, guy from the time traveling superhero. Yeah, time traveling superhero, nah. <laughs> like even even crap like, hey, elongated man, guy who who cracks jokes and is stretchy, nah. Let's let's do <laughs> let's do Kal El, no. Let's not do Kal-El. Let's do Jor-El. No! Let's do Jor-El's grandfather. And has he ever existed in the comics? No. Make him up, then! <laughs> sexy teen Jor-El. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I just... This show will be canceled. You can, you can quote me on this right now. This show will not... I, I, I am... This is a Matt Pierce guarantee. There will not be a second season of Krypton. I I I, gar- I would guarantee that right now. This looks atrocious. I can I, almost promise. Yeah, like you can watch a trailer, a teaser trailer for Gotham, which I think is not a great show. No, it's and, not. And then find enough in that trailer to be like, oh, that's probably the Penguin. Oh, that might be Catwoman, etc. Like you can find stuff. Yeah. I will watch this trailer. I'm a huge Superman fan. I'm like, that might be Jor El, and that's literally all I know. Yeah, <laughs> like Rob, you're not the biggest Superman guy I know. Uh, I, I am not. So this trailer is like, I don't know what any of this is. So all I got is this is before Superman. Cool. This is before Krypton explodes. I recognize that S. <laughs> Does it, yeah. yeah. Does, 
so as as a an impartial observer, like like not a guy who hates Superman, but a guy who yeah. he's not your favorite, so you're not as as attached to the mythos as say Miller or myself. Miller being one of the bigger Superman fans I know, sure. and me I also love the Man of Steel, not the movie, but the actual Man yeah, of so Steel. Be careful. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you said close. Steel, that's the movie. Yeah, what do better. you like? Does this trailer do anything for you? Like 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 would this rope you into a show? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm. Uh, not completely. <laughs> I'm slightly intrigued just to know, like, okay, if this is like uncharted waters for Superman and stuff, just to see what it might be like. But I'm not going out of my way to watch it. Yeah. There's, like, there's a bunch of the Marvel stuff that's come out on Netflix in the last long while. Like, I still haven't even watched the first season of Daredevil. Really? Like, my backlog is going to be things that people have wanted me to watch, like you. <laughs> yeah. Than, than something that I just don't care about at all. Yeah. I'm but not, it might I'm be not, good. I'm not recommending this Iron as far as, as, someone who, as someone who doesn't know anything about Superman. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It, honestly, the, thing, the whole thing was more confusing than anything. Because, like, knowing none of the characters for that stuff, um, so if this is, like, Jor-El's father or whatever is going on, some of the lines in it, I was thinking, it's like, wait, is there, are they actually talking about Kal-El now? Like, that doesn't make any sense that this is supposed to be well before him. And, you know, Krypton exploding and shit. But, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know, because like, like the Gotham show isn't great. It's, it's not great, but the set pieces in it are fantastic, and there's enough. They make enough references that if you're a hardcore Batman fanboy like myself, you kind of stick around, and I've kind of stuck around on Gotham probably longer than I should have. But there, there, there's been enough stuff happening there that I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting take. Ooh, that's an interesting take. Ooh, that sucked. <laughs> like, that's not a good take. So, yeah, man, it just, I, 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 I can't get, with, with all the really good stuff we have right now with the CW-verse, the Arrow shows, the Legends of Tomorrow, which just finished a really fun second season, Supergirl is, is part of the mix now, and, and even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has had a resurgence in this fourth season. Oh. It just... Yeah, I, I like. There's too much good stuff out there to for for me to feel like I need to waste my time watching this 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 web yeah. that I don't care to to see spun. And the only question I have in my head is, will the first season of Krypton be worse than Iron Fist? Uh, Comparatively, because <laughs> like, Iron Fist was terrible. Yeah, the thing is, like, I don't know who the audience for it is. Like, I, I, I think we discussed this when Krypton was announced. Yeah. Like, I remember I had a big Twitter conversation with our friend Adam, uh, and I think he was on the show discussing it as well. But we basically talked about like, like there were so many other ways. Like, even using like Superman backstory, like you do sort of Gotham style. Like, there's so many other better ways to go in that in just in that sort of small pocket of the universe. 
Like, you do stuff in, in Metropolis before he shows up. So you have, like, Luthor backstory and Lois Lane backstory and stuff like that. And maybe not even a whole lot of Superman. Because it's not like he's going to be in this. Like, and at least that way there are some recognizable characters. And things might be interesting. Like, I don't know. There's, and you know, maybe that's not perfect either. But at least it's something. Yeah, I just... This, I mean, I was joking about it earlier, but, like... They're like we're doing Jor-El's grandfather, and it's like who gives a shit, right? Like, yeah. and, and to think that I'm pretty sure sci-fi, it may it might not have been sci-fi, but somebody turned down a Teen Titans live-action show. It might have been sci-fi that turned down Teen Titans in favor of this, and like, oh <laughs> and it's just like, why, you know, right? It's just why would you missed do that? opportunity? Yeah, I don't know. I I I can't get juiced. Yeah, my my plan is basically to like wait for like three or four episodes of the show to come out, and then I'll read like a Wikipedia article and see if it's even worth watching a single episode. Well, like I I, I want to like anything that's tied to Superman, but this is barely even tied to Superman. Like it doesn't even really count. One thing I am juiced for, though, gentlemen, Joss Whedon. Mm. He is about to get back on the comic book movie horse with a Batgirl flick. Sweet. I yeah. I I'm. I I am excited for this because here's the thing. Age of Ultron pretty much broke Joss Whedon, right? To the point where yeah. he, to the point where he quit Twitter and was like, I need to take a break. He he needed to sh- like he quit for a while just to shift himself back to neutral as far as a director go, right? And a lot of, from what I'm reading, I don't because I don't I don't want to claim to know Joss Whedon or be inside of his head, but from what I'm reading. It seems like he was beat down by how handcuffed he was to having to do it the way they, like the Avengers movie, the way they wanted it to do. Like it, specifically Age of Ultron. So he didn't get yeah, a lot of... Yeah, it's a classic director versus studio thing. Studio thing, but not in the vein of what's been going on. Like not Josh Trank fantastic four that like not no, not to yeah. that extreme but that's not that, spider-man three <laughs> not spider-man three enough that it pissed joss whedon off because age of ultron while it had flaws and stuff was still a semi-coherent movie that you could enjoy. very watchable yeah very, highly watchable yeah, yeah. that you can watch from wire to wire right yeah and so far to their credit but also to their detriment warner brothers studios has had absolutely no problems pretty much giving carte blanche to their directors to do whatever they want. Now that has worked to now that's not entirely, <laughs> <Some detriment. laughs> now that has worked it mostly to their detriment, not, not financially, not, not pocket lining wise, pocket lining wise. It's, it's, it's been quite fortuitous, but, yep. um, absolute like product wise though, <laughs> it has yeah. been very much to their detriment because the the DC uh, the DCCU because that's what we call it on this show because it's a much better name um, has been a for lack of a better phrase a fucking disaster so far and they did the studio did get into it a little bit with David Ayer over the over the Suicide Squad movie but for as far as Zack Snyder goes Zack Snyder has had free reigns to do whatever the fuck he pleases so if they give Josh Whedon the same treatment where he's just allowed to do whatever he wants. I believe in Joss That's Whedon. That's going to be sweet. That will be excellent because you know Joss Whedon, unlike Zack Snyder, has read the source material 
and respects the source material and will actually care about telling a story. Now, yeah. I, hope, I the one thing I hope is I hope he doesn't do Buffy speak with Batgirl because, boy, that doesn't There will be a bit of it because yeah. that's just Whedon deep down. True, I, I, yeah. there, I, I, I almost guarantee that there will be at least some. Hopefully yeah. they keep it light because it was pretty thick in the Avengers. Yeah. You can you can um, take the Buffy out of the man, but you can't take the man out of the Buffy or however that. No, but yeah, but goes. I mean on that on that same coin, like yeah. he's very proficient with writing like strong female protagonists, Absolutely, and like right? and, and not even like all of the same color. Like there are like four female main characters in Firefly, even, and they're all very different, and they're all very well written. <laughs> yeah. It, like, I mean, there's there's always something to love, and I mean, they, they, he's gotten that down, and I'm very much excited to see him bring that to a female heroine. Like, this could be exactly what I wanted out of Wonder Woman, and I'm not going to get. Well, maybe. Don't don't hold the like. Let's let's. It hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, let's hold out hope oh. for Wonder Woman. But uh, I'm so worried about that movie. Even like they, they, that movie is going to hurt me. <laughs> they mm. keep putting together good trailers for it, like decent trailers, and I'm like, oh. The. It seems to me, and you guys can can let me know if I'm onto something here, but it seems to me like Warner Brothers. And smartly, in my opinion, it seems like they are sort of scrapping this idea of. <laughs> the DCEU like like they're like they're still headed in the Justice League direction but it seems like they're gonna slowly try to veer away from this Snyderverse in favor of what appears to be a Batverse yeah because I was gonna say a series of standalones yeah and it seems like they're gonna do a series like an unrelated series of standalones well because they're doing Batgirl there's the Gotham City Sirens movie that's coming. There's the Batman yeah. movie that's supposed to be coming. So it, that's it, it, theoretically it, on the horizon. Yeah, it's it because like I'm, yeah. I'm 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 pretty sure we're not gonna get that Flash movie. And yeah, that, I haven't heard anything about that in months. Actually, that's a well, good point. It's, it's it's completely dead. It's it's dead in the water as far as it's like that. Remember X Men, uh, the X Men verse. There was gonna be a standalone Gambit movie for like five years, and now that was yeah, pretty yeah. much pretty much dead. Uh, oh, that movie never came out. No, then and it's <laughs> like Channing Tatum was gonna play Gambit at one point, and now that that that's all that's all gone. Like that'll just be a documentary. Like what happened to the Gambit movie someday, right? <laughs> uh, Who killed the electric car? Yeah, but uh, I, I'm excited. I like I, I like Joss Whedon directing a Batgirl movie. I mean, it piqued my curiosity. There's yeah, so there's much potential. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice to see someone tell a Batgirl story where she ultimately doesn't get shot in the back and paralyzed, right? Yeah, that's like, fun. Yeah. yeah, you know, like like she's like, a character besides that one moment. Yeah, like don't don't that that's all I can say to Joss Whedon is is like as cool as that moment is and how how shocking that moment was and and entrenched in the Batman history as it is. I don't want to see Barbara Gordon get shot in the spine <laughs> in this in in this particular movie, especially not by like the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and I mean Joss Whedon had should have had his fill of shooting women in the spine by now, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they go that route, <laughs> is uh, are they gonna have? have Batgirl and Batman do it on a rooftop like the animated Killing Joke did? I never watched that. I refuse. I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I just refuse to watch there, it. There's a prequel, or not a prequel, like there's a, a movie, a little mini movie before it actually gets into the Killing Joke. 
Oh yeah, I know. Because like that was the thing. And we <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, we didn't really discuss the Killing Joke on this, and I refused to watch it. Because here's the thing. We did a the three of us actually the th- like the three of us specifically on this podcast did a commentary track to the Dark Knight Returns Part Two as yeah, the lead up right. to Batman Superman. Dark Knight Returns Part Two works as an animated movie. In fact, they had to split it into two parts because it was long. It was like yeah. Dark Knight, the Bible of comic books, is long enough that you can do it in two separate films. The Killing Joke is like. Yeah. 30, 30 pages. I remember, like, yeah. like it's it's not long. So I, when they were saying, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, a double issue. Like it's not even a trade. <laughs> yeah. So when they were saying it's it's they're doing a a killing joke movie, I assumed it was only going to be a half hour, right? Like it was it was just going to be like one episode. And then when they yeah. said it was an hour, and Batgirl was there, I was like, and and from what I've heard, because I refuse to watch it. I, I have it sitting there, and I have it actually, like, I have it on my DVD case. Like, that's how archaic I am right now. I still have DVD cases. And I have it, and I haven't broke the plastic on it, because I just, I, I, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want, I just, I just don't want to. It's better in my head, like, so I, I've, I've just never bothered watching. Uh, well, if you ever do, mm-hmm. you'll be like me when I first watched it. It'll start off, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought I was watching The Killing Joke. Yeah. Well, because obviously they would have had to, because like we like I said, Killing Joke's only thirty pages. You can't you can't fucking yeah. fill an hour and a half with thirty pages unless you go put it all in slow motion like Snyder did in Three Hundred, right? So, and and that was <laughs> atrocious to watch. So don't ever do that. I would rather you make up random material. We're Batgirl and we're fucking than that alternative. Uh, that said, I wonder yeah. if anyone's ever made a cut of like 300 words. Like we just removed all the slow motion and played it at normal speed. And the movie's 45 minutes long. Oh yeah, I guarantee somebody timed it. I know they did, and it was like you know, I think it was 38:27 or something. And like, don't oh. don't quote me on those numbers, but it, it was definitely only like a 40 minute movie that he stre- that he stretched into with with 30 minutes of slow motion. <sighs> not a great not a great storyteller, Zack Snyder. Um, that said though, um. <laughs> The last two DC animated flicks, have you caught either of them, Rob? They did the Justice League Dark, and they did uh, they just recently, a couple weeks ago, released the Judas, the Teen Titans Judas contract. And I have not seen either, but I heard about uh, Justice League Dark. Dark was good. I enjoyed Dark. Fun, fun, fun tale. John Constantine is the uh, as the as the lead character in that. A lot of fun. The Judas Contract is the all-time great Teen Titans storyline. It is absolutely fantastic. And they they it's long enough that you can do it and as an hour-long movie and it works. They changed a few things to fit into their little animated like DC animated movie universe that they got going on. So like Damian Wayne's there when when he shouldn't be and and it's always the the inclusion of Damian Wayne in anything is always questionable to me because he's <laughs> the goddamn the goddamn worst so just but you know that aside this was one of those things that they could like I was skeptical when they did the dark knight returns because the dark knight returns is the bible of comic books this is the this is the bible of teen titans novels and and they did it justice i thought they did it justice that what they what they changed i felt worked and and they like they didn't change that much but what they did change i felt worked and and i thought i thought they did a a an an absolutely fantastic job and christina ricci uh did the voice of tara for god's sake in that uh, oh really yeah so that that blew my mind that was a lot of fun 
I like that. So, it's more treat. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend the Ju- the the Judas Contract. That that thumbs up from Matt Pierce, the the animated version of the Judas Contract. All right, uh, I think that's it. I think we're all caught up on uh, on nerd news and 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 sports news for this week. I'm not sure what we're doing next week. We're gonna try to squeeze in some NFL draft talk, I think, with Craig. But um, I'm heading on vacation soon, so. There's a potential that you won't be hearing from us for a couple of weeks. And then Guardians of the Galaxy comes out early May, right? So uh, so people can put their torches and pitchforks away then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it, it, we, <laughs> we, it, it might be a little two-week hiatus from, from the crossover podcast before. We'll see. Like maybe next week Craig and I do a little NFL draft talk. But quite frankly, I haven't been paying attention to the NFL draft as, as much as I normally do. So uh, – I can't say I would be fully prepared to discuss <laughs> to to do an in-depth discussion on the draft. We'll 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 see if something crazy happens, maybe we'll pop in. But yeah, this might be uh it for the crossover podcast for a couple of weeks and at the worst case scenario, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk Guardians of the Galaxy. I assume you two guys will be on for that one. So Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh I definitely hope to watch that one uh, sooner than later when it comes out. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't forget what weekend it airs like i did with logan i yeah. can't believe i fucked that up <laughs> did you end up going to see logan rob i i did go to see it i saw it the following weekend when 30, i thought it was actually coming out <laughs> 30, 30 second review from rob on logan right now and then we'll and then we'll get out of here uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it the whole feel being completely different than every other uh marvel movie that they've done um being super serious very odd hearing uh, nonstop cursing through it, but mm-hmm. I was okay with it. Did not mind all of the extra bloodshed involved. It certainly fit. And it was a very fitting end uh, to what could be the that version or that era of the, the X-Men universe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot, too. Even, even There were a couple flaws, but what movie is not without it? Yeah. Flaws? Yeah. So that's it for the Crossover Podcast for a while. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out on thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash thecrossoverpodcast, soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, you can find us at, or you can email us at contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. Uh, Miller will, will handle all of your uh, your various email uh intricacies and whatnot and requests and and we'll, we'll see if we can get to some of those maybe we'll do a mailbag episode one day who knows uh, <laughs> well when we get mail we'll try <laughs> well yeah when we get enough we need more now, if we get if we get some that isn't spam from the uk yeah but, <laughs> asking uh, us to be on their radio station <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see maybe that one's real who knows uh well, maybe. that's it and the twitter account at mpier6 that's my personal twitter account and also we i use that for the show podcast as well miller uh you got a little something to plug i believe don't you uh yeah if uh you're interested i was on hi 101 this month uh talking about uh both the highly and civil war in our uh, april fools episode which is always a, tr- a treat to record uh as well as talking about the history of astronomy ranging from like prehistoria to like 1970 you did some very existential stuff it's a lot of fun yeah, I listen to um, that's podcasts. at hi101.ca you can find hi101 on itunes and uh adam's a friend of the show so uh check it out if you have yeah, uh the interest <laughs> I, yeah i listen to all those pods they're fantastic so they get they get the thumbs up from matt pierce so i, I uh, hi101 those astronomy episodes and the, the april fools come highly recommended by me uh <laughs> rob callflesh and kevin miller thanks for doing this you guys and uh next time i talk to you guys we will be chatting about 
the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and take care of everybody. Oh, there are a plethora of bonus scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and apparently there are 20 minutes of bonus scenes that they're going to have. I might just time it. I'll, if I go see it a second time, I'll, I'm going to have the stopwatch on my phone ready and time how much after credit scenes there were five. Can you yeah. believe that? They're going to have as many post-credit scenes as Rogue One had previews. <laughs> Yo, burn. Yo, burn. All right. <laughs> Boom. You roasted. All right. We're out of here. Uh, take care, everybody. The crossover.